Egg Sausage Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 50 of the Egg Sausage Podcast. My name is Gigi Nabyar. The lovely lady over there that also looks really tired is the Dapper so Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Don't move into a house, kids. Um, and tonight, our episode is all about firsts. Um, we made up some questions to ask each other. We have not reviewed each other's lists, so it should be pretty spicy, I, I believe. But uh, I, I can't do this episode without asking you the most basic and maybe meta question. Then what was your first podcast that you listened to? What inspired you? Oh, man. The first one I listened to is like the most ridiculous answer. It's a tiger belly with Bobby Lee. What? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> Do you know who Bobby Lee is? That name sounds very familiar. He's a comedian and he's very brash, very honest, very just like off the cuff. And it's him and his girlfriend, Kalila, with like their producer and sometimes like a guest or friends. And they just shoot the shit. And it's so random and just wonderful and they have like this segment at the end of like bad advice and people will like send in emails of like oh man i'm going through like this breakup and uh, i don't know what to do and bobby will just be like i don't know get over it like <laughs> damn <laughs> that's be like, great. i don't know man eat like 12 inch subs and cry a little you know like i just it was the first one i listened to and it was really impactful i guess to just hear people shooting the shit how long ago was that Oh, a couple of years ago, like at least four years. Okay. Yeah. See, like I sort of like shied away from podcasts for a very long time. Like I remember when podcasts became a thing and I was like, I had the initial thought of like, how stupid is this? Like a pre-recorded thing. Get it. Yeah. I totally didn't get it. Um, and I really want to say that it was maybe, maybe Joe Rogan wasn't the first actual pot for single podcast that i listened to because i'm pretty sure that like i went on spotify and was randomly like oh i'll listen to like this random i don't know something i just found but i think mm -hmm. joe rogan for me was like the first podcast that made me get it right like understand what podcasting is all about i really liked the format of joe rogan's podcast because he just talks to so many interesting people and has so many interesting friends yeah, but then it, it's kind of an interview, but also just like a conversation like between people and you just get to listen to it. And it does a really like comforting thing for your brain if you're just like not doing anything or you're alone, just listening to a conversation. Yeah, you, you really get sucked into it as well. But yeah, you're oh, absolutely right. Yeah. Like the range of like, you know, it could be anything from like talking to his comedian friends, which I really enjoy because I like to hear about the process of comedy a lot mm -hmm. you know like especially because that podcast inspired me to be interested in that um but and you know anything from that to like a sleep doctor you know like and anything in between like it's so it's so wild but but yeah i, I figured like that would be a first good question to start us off on our first episode <laughs> i agree because then it's like the things that we find interesting in other podcasts, like we're going to want to like do that, you know? So yeah. I, th I think it was like inspiring to be like, I, yeah, I could probably do that. Maybe. I don't know if anyone will listen, but I'll still do it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so my first 
question to you was what was the first CD or like tape that you bought? Oh man. So I had, (laughs) this is so funny because I still do this to this day. I buy stuff based on the artwork. I'll go to, I did that for a while. Yeah. I'll, I'll go to this place called the craft beer cellar near my house and I will just, you know, I'll find some stuff that like, I'm like, I know this one's good. I know this one's going to be good, you know, whatever. But then I'm like, I kind of want a couple more beers. What do I do? I'll just buy stuff based on the artwork of the cans. And there's some, I do that with wine. Yeah. There's some really good artwork out there. Right. Like, especially Mm -hmm. on, I mean, is there good artwork on, on wine now too? Cause like, Oh, there's some crazy shit, especially like if the, the theme of it is based around like the color of the wine, like if it's red wine or white wine or whatever, Okay, like incorporate that. Okay. There is some really cool stuff. I've considered like just having like a bottle collection or like cutting out the image somehow, because some of them are really awesome. Okay, that would be cool, actually. But good luck, like, trying to cut curved glass by yourself. How would you do that? The only way I'd be able to is if, like, I just cut the neck off, like, made it a mm, big-ass right. cup, you know? Right, I, right. I don't think I'd be able to cut it out, like, in a rectangle. Yeah, yeah. Because I wasn't, I guess I wasn't thinking, like, of, yeah, using one of those things that actually, like, attaches on and you, it's like a pipe cutter, right? Is that what mm-hmm. they, yeah. Um. But anyway, we're, we're way off track already. Um, so the first cassette, <laughs> first cassette I bought was Ride the Lightning by Metallica because I just thought it was a badass cover. And I don't know if you know the cover by, you know, by, by memory, but mm-hmm. it's like this really cool lightning bolt. And it's got like, I think there's like a graveyard on the bottom or something like that. But it's just, it's really badass. But, you know, I was, I mean cassettes came out not long after i was like a coherent you know child you know when i was like four or five cassettes were like in the height of their popularity and uh i remember getting a cassette player a little boombox thing and just my parents were like what do you want pick your cassette and i'm like this one not even really knowing who the fuck metallica was but I, yeah, so I remember getting that and I remember listening to it and I was like, I don't understand thrash metal as a five-year-old. So I just like <laughs> threw it to the side. The first CD, however, though, <laughs> was the Rembrandts for the Friends theme song. Can you believe you that? You bought the whole album for one song. That was a common thing for me. I mean, there were definitely times where I would buy an album and I only liked one song, but I don't think I ever bought one specifically for just one. Yeah, I I regretted it for sure. But like, (laughs) you better believe that I played that one song over and over. I'm like, bless my parents' hearts for being deaf because they probably would have smashed that boombox at the end of the day. Oh, yeah. My mom (laughs) hated that shit when you just like... So we're like, all right, listen to track two. Let's listen through it again. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I actually, well, I take that back. So I bought that and Michael Jackson's past and present double CD on the mm. same trip to this little place called Streetside, <gasps> Streetside oh Records. <laughs> I remember double CDs, like both yeah. sides would be like shiny and you just have that little tiny donut circle in the middle telling you what it is. Oh no, I forgot about those, but I, this was actually like a double din like a double fucking disc like it had two separate little like spaces for two cds 
that's how like extensive oh. okay uh, gotcha the the collection of that album was um and it had some like it had some songs with janet on there and mm-hmm. you know like it it was like a whole thing but you know like obviously like uh you know the past songs would be like all of his like hits pretty much and then you know there was like the new stuff with like janet and some other you know some other hits that weren't nearly as popular but i was like huge i was huge into michael jackson growing up so it only made sense for me to get a cd of his but you quickly realize like how 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 hard it was to like get a a cd that you really liked all the way through you know oh next to impossible honestly there's always like one or two you're like "Ah, i could do without that yeah because i remember blockbuster had a chain at one point in time you remember blockbuster music no okay so they had these little listening stations so you could preview a cd before you bought it oh i have seen those but it wasn't at blockbuster but yeah you could like select it like a jukebox and then listen to like 30 seconds of something yeah exactly exactly and so that's how you could like kind of Mm -hmm. you know get a guess and if you really would like an album before you bought it because otherwise like it's like a song trailer. Yeah. You you were like, if you bought a cassette or a CD before then, like you were just kind of going in blind. Like you were taking the word of the critics pretty much, you know, or unless a friend had it, you know, and you could listen to it on your friend's copy. But I mean, that always didn't happen. You know, I mean. <laughs> yeah, no, it didn't. People won't share CDs. <laughs> like y'all got spoiled as fuck with Napster. Okay. <laughs> oh man. Anything past CDs is just like leagues better honestly yes yeah the first cd that i bought though i bought it because of a movie i think and i heard this song in the movie and it was barbie girl so my first cd that i bought was aqua hell yeah and then i really really liked the pictures in there because everyone was just so out there you know yeah. like there was one guy with like painted on like blue huge chunky eyebrows just to like be kind of blue like the rest of the group and i was like i don't know even what he does in the group but he's my favorite (laughs) i'm glad that you described that because that's exactly how i picture the members of aqua to be yes yes (laughs) like big fake beehive wig and like they look like i don't know like the scooby gang's rival or something yeah i love that that's hilarious (laughs) it was great though i totally like just burned that cd until it didn't play anymore right no i love that (laughs) oh man aqua god what a what a band what a band what are they what are they up to these days you know what a freaking legend honestly (laughs) they had so many underrated songs that people will like having a tiktok nowadays i'm like you don't even know (laughs) oh really they oh yeah like they they're transcending (laughs) the 90s (laughs) yeah they're like oh i've never heard of this song before it came out so long ago i heard like I don't, I don't even remember what the song was called, but I heard it in like a TikTok the other day and I was like, wait, I have to watch this again. Was that, was that what I thought it was? And it's also awesome that you mentioned the, the artwork in, in the booklet because oh, dude, the booklets were like the best fucking part of CDs. Absolutely. Like that was flipping through and like either like reading the lyrics or just like reading little anecdotes or just looking at the art, you know, of, sometimes it was like a fold out poster. Like that yeah. was fucking sick. Fuck. Yeah. Like that shit is so underrated. And that's definitely something 
that the newer generations don't know about you know they're gonna look back on that and be like oh shit cds were sick like <laughs> like <laughs> retro collectors in like 30 years from now when we're all like old you know are gonna be like mm -hmm. these cds that they had in the fucking 90s hell yeah look at this artwork like <laughs> i feel like part of the reason that cds were so expensive was the packaging you know like yeah. digital music's pretty cheap because all you do is download it right right i mean like could you imagine like if they just sold literally just the cd you know in like a shrink wrapped plastic like a little envelope or something yeah or just yeah. Like, like a simple like cardboard back like it would be because like you have to you have to like pay for the artist if you're not doing it yourself as a band you know mm -hmm. you've got to pay for the production of the item you got to pay for the packaging of the item like it's a whole thing so i understand oh, you could tell when like smaller bands couldn't afford good packaging because you'd open the cd thing and it just cracks straight in half and you're like well fuck <laughs> yeah they would <laughs> use ruined. like they would use like the real like thin jewel cases you know what i'm talking mm -hmm. about like not the thick ones that like had a full booklet in them you know and then they would yeah. put like a single like a single piece of paper as their like their cover of the, the little printer paper like, yeah. print, uh, that they cut out themselves yes yes shout out to you guys though you did work you, you that's you true. really yeah you really did the best that you could with what you had <laughs> i did buy those things so you did it well yes yes so i have another sort of meta question as well um this one's a little deeper though okay who was your first Twitch follower, your first Twitch community member that was not a friend? Do you mean like not someone I knew in real life? Yes. Okay. Or like, or like maybe someone, let me, let me rephrase. Who was the first Twitch community member that, that knew of your channel organically? Like didn't know anyone that like connected them to it like they just found you oh god i don't know because like when i first started streaming i was on twitch but i didn't stream yet so there was like a couple people like once i told them that i was going to stream that were like oh my god follow this person like in advance you know to them mm. streaming so i don't know i like I definitely think of the first person that like donated, but I can't think of like the first person who was like, Hey, I found you on the browse page or whatever. Cause like I would have been way fucking down there, dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. I remember, uh, Mr. Vic Shea is like the first one that found me organically. And I was like doing some art stream. I was like making like banner like banners for my channel page or something and he just like found me i guess maybe through a facebook link or maybe the browse mm. page one of the two but like that was the first time that somebody i hadn't known like through a friend or a friend directly or anything of that nature had come into my twitch channel and i was so excited i was like oh my god my first like real viewer if you want to like call it that quote unquote you know real um my first rando yeah my first rando <laughs> that's always, awesome because like around to this day oh yeah like og as fuck you know and it's like it warms my mm -hmm. heart every time he's in my channel or any like any of my friends channels because yeah i mean he's like he's spread his way through the network of my streaming friends so it's always always heartwarming and wholesome 
<laughs> yeah, it's really it really is wholesome when there's people who like supported you in the very beginning and they pop back in and they're like, hey, just seeing how you're doing. And I'm like, oh my God, bless you. <laughs> yeah. Like even even that, like even like a drive by, you're just like, I just want to hug you. <laughs> Thank <Yeah>. you. Yeah. <laughs> Most likely those are the people who like got you to affiliate, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Gotta love it. My next one for you is the first time that you were drunk. Oh man, I was actually going to put this on my list and I'm glad I didn't. Uh, Cause that would have been awkward. <laughs> um, so I remember my parents had a very, very basic liquor cabinet. My parents don't really drink hard liquor. My dad drinks whiskey every now and then, but I'm pretty sure he always hid his whiskey like amongst his tools. So mm. like he would have like a cabinet full of like wood screws and like, you know, whatever the fuck else random shit was Where in there. Keep the good stuff. Yeah. And then he would have like a bottle of whiskey <laughs> hidden back there because like I was getting around to that age, you know, like 15 ish, you know, mm -hmm. where I was like finally starting to explore alcohol. And I don't condone that, by the way, you know, wait till you're at least 18 or something around your family. Um, <laughs> um, Did you ever swap it with water? Oh, my God. Yes. Yes, that's a classic, the classic trick. Um, but oh, I did aunt. that. Go ahead. I was going to say, I did that with like the lesser stuff, you know, like the stuff that I knew my parents oh, okay. cared about, right? That's good. That's the play. That's the play. <laughs> um, but I remember we took some pucker. I think it was some apple pucker. Ooh, that stuff is tart, like really tart. Yeah, yeah. If you guys don't know what that is, it's like a liqueur. So it's meant to like complement other liquors. It's not like really something that you drink straight. Well, mm. my friends and I decided that that was a great idea and God. that we would drink most of this bottle. And then a, my friend's cousin came over with like a couple beers and I was like, okay, it's time. I'm going to drink some beer and be a man. Um, so I drank some beers and then I smoked some weed and oh then I had the helicopter spins and I couldn't stop spinning. I tried to lay down. That's the worst. Couldn't stop spinning. Threw up everywhere. Couldn't stop spinning. So needless to say, everyone, if you're going to get drunk for your first time, just ease into it. Okay. You know, eat first, dear God. First. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have learned through many brutal hangovers. Eat first. <laughs> yes. I think that it really does amplify your hangover, though. Like, if you're like, not only do you get drunker faster, which you can get out of control easier that way, but mm -hmm. like, you're going to be, you're going to have an upset stomach on top of your hangover. It's going to make things 10 times worse. Absolutely. I did something very similar the first time that I got drunk. So I also didn't know that not all booze is hard liquor. So we went camping. It was me and my cousin. We went camping with um, like an extended family member who like we called grandma, but I have honestly no idea how she was related to us. Okay. But <laughs> we went camping and she had uh, one of those like silver surfer like campers. Hell or, like, yeah. Yeah, it just look, looks like a big bullet. Yeah, um, uh, the, the streamlines, right? That one, yes. Yeah. And we were, like, pulling out board games and stuff, and we found back there, like, a bottle of peppermint schnapps. Hell yeah. 
And we were like, you know what? She almost never comes up here. If she does come back up here and she's looking for it, like it's going to be at least a week. Who knows where it could have gone? <laughs> like, Jesus Christ, I was so stupid. Um, but so my cousin and I took it on the last day that we were there. We didn't want to take it in advance because then she'd know it was gone and like look through our shit. Yeah. So we took it like on that last little, you know, oh, make sure you picked up your socks, you know. And when we got back the next day with our friends, we had one of those monsters that had like the screw on cap. Oh, yeah. And we slammed half of it and then poured the rest of the schnapps in there until the can was full. So like it was half monster, half peppermint schnapps. And it was so fucking gross. Gross. Absolutely gross. gross. (laughs) Peppermint schnapps tastes like toothpaste. Yes. Adding in monster is like brushing your teeth with Mountain Dew. Like it is so fucking disgusting. (laughs) But we're like, dude, we can't waste it. Like it's just getting warm. Like we just come on, just fucking drink it. So (laughs) (laughs) spoken like a true teenager. Oh dear God. I should have just dumped it out. Like this is a bad time. Just dump it out. No, nope. We drank it and I felt sick. And then I puked up minty monster somewhere in a park. Damn. Did you get the spins though? Probably, but it's hard to get past like the mint burning in your nostrils that who honestly knows. Yeah. That actually probably helped you in the long run to like stay focused, you know, on the pain. Yeah. Yeah, I just burned so (laughs) bad. You're just like, this is all I can think about. I can't think about having the spins right now. Nope. Nope, couldn't even open my eyes, probably. <laughs> right. <laughs> How old were you? I must have been like 15. Okay. Well, I'm glad we both like shared the same timeline on that. Because <laughs> yeah. I feel like there were a couple times earlier, maybe when I was like 13-ish, that we maybe like stole a beer from like my friend's stepdad or something, and we drank it, and we were like, why the fuck do adults drink this bullshit? Mm-hmm. This shit sucks. Like, you know. Yeah, I definitely had alcohol before then. And the first one was actually given to me like from an adult. And yeah. I was like 13, 14. And it was like me and a friend. We went camping with like their parents and they gave me a Mike's Hard Lemonade. So I was like, oh, my God, you have lemonade. They're like, yeah, but it has alcohol in it. They're like, do you want to try one? Like, not the whole thing, but do you want to try one? And I took a sip and I was like, this is amazing. So I fucking (laughs) slammed half of it and then they took it away from me. And they're like, all right, no, 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 no. (laughs) You should have just like kept drinking it as they were taking it away from you. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It was really tasty though. I definitely brought those later in life. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's too funny. I mean, I remember very young, like my dad gave me a beer to wash my mouth out after I like accidentally drank some, uh, some bubble mix like we were blowing bubbles water yeah like i somehow decided to drink it i was very very young i think i was no older than five years old and i remember drinking it and my dad didn't know what to do so my dad like gave me his beer and like put it in my mouth and like i remember tasting awful beer taste so i just spit everything out I don't know. It was it was terrible. <laughs> Interesting method, but it sounds like it worked. That's a very like 80s, 90s parent strategy oh, yeah. there. Like <laughs> Oh yeah. I remember when I was teething, my mom would like dip like her finger in like some booze and just like rub them on the gums real quick so it just numbs your whole face. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Or like puts you to sleep, you know? I mean like Yeah. That's that's like an old uh 
I guess like an old, I don't know, whatever you call it. <laughs> old parenting style. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say an old wives tale, but it's not a wives tale because that shit does work. I mean, if you like rub whiskey on a baby's gums, it's going to go to sleep. <laughs> yeah, it's just not like the recommended practice. No, no, please, <laughs> please don't, don't take these uh, parenting practices to heart, guys. Yeah, um, we're not parents. We don't know what we're talking about. Yeah, we about. have no fucking clue. <laughs> Please go listen to our episode without kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um All right. What was your uh what was your first detention experience in school? Oh man. It was like in 5th grade, I had detention. And I like this, I think this teacher just hated me. Maybe it was just like when I was a kid, I felt like that. But even now, older, reflecting upon it, I'm pretty sure she just hated me. That's so weird. And yeah, it's just like our personalities didn't mesh in any decent way, shape or form. So there's always just like a lot of friction, you know, mm. like no matter what either of us did, we, we just we didn't get along. But were you like getting in trouble constantly or was it just more like here and I there just, like? I mean not like a daily thing, but definitely like a weekly thing. Like she would just have to tell me to like basically get my shit together because I just oh. like to dick around. Like I'm <laughs> <laughs> so I would okay. get everything done on time, but usually I would like rush those things because I had a lot of other time of like procrastinating and, you know, not doing that thing. So yeah. I got detention once because I read the last like 18 chapters of this mandatory book in two days and just turned in all of my assignments at the same time. She's like, you can't do this. This was due like weeks ago. You can't just like <laughs> slip it in there and think I'm not going to notice. I'm like, right. Why? You didn't say it like couldn't be turned in later. Like, I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I got detention so I could catch up on my homework. Damn. For that class specifically? Yep. Oh, okay. Well, so- I mean, it was like fifth grade. So you really only have like your main homeroom. Right. And then like maybe like phys ed with somebody else. Right. Right. That makes sense. That makes sense. I got detention one single time and ever. Yeah. And it was part (gasps) of the fact that like I had been truant for so like so many times in a one month span. I think I told the story on the podcast. One of the, one of the, one of the episodes were like, we were talking about deafness, I think, or something along those lines. But okay. it was a story where I called myself in acting as my mother. Did I tell mm. that? Does that ring a bell? Not completely. Okay. Well, either way, maybe I have told the story. Maybe I haven't. But that's the gist of the story. And so <laughs> I'm did an asshole. You do it multiple times? I'm an asshole. Yes. I did, a, oh. like, I did it almost every day for a month straight and so that's the the greed the greed caught up to me right so like when you find a way to exploit the system people don't be greedy (laughs) that's take your weekend off yeah (laughs) yeah um so they they scheduled me for out of school detention like they just oh no actually i had in school for one day because they they had to set up they had to set it up for me to go to out of school detention at like this attention in another building or at home well i thought it was at home so when they told me i i was getting oss i was like hell yeah i'm gonna sit around and play my video games all day like this is gonna be <laughs> sick um, what i wanted yeah 
but I found out that it's actually for, for me anyway, for somebody that was like on the verge of getting expelled, mm-hmm. um, they like put you in the special program. That's like an alternative disciplinary classroom thing. Um, but my one I've day, never heard of that. Yeah, it was really weird, but I liked it, which was really crazy because mm. the one day of ISS, I wanted to like bang my head against the wall by the end of that. But the alternative disciplinary class, it was shorter days. We got like an hour lunch. Um, all my work was brought to me. So like I had everything laid out. It was great. I loved it. Like, I wish it was like more structured like that because then I probably would have gone to class. Uh, But that's, that's, that's another story. Um, So yeah, that was my only, my first and only brush with being suspended. So. Gotcha. I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe a little dramatic, like, you know, that was the precursor to, to me being expelled. So. A whole month is pretty insane, though. Like when you only go to school like eight months out of the year, a month is a lot. Yeah, I miss a lot of class. (laughs) Damn. At least they did kind of like they gave you like the punishment side of it, but also like let's catch you back up on the shit you miss, you know? Yeah, basically the, the rest of the story goes, you know, I went through one day of ISS, a week of OSS. They brought me back in and they said, look, if you if you skip one single time again, you're you're expelled. Fuck. So, so yeah. They How were, far into the school year were you? Were you like at the beginning? Were you like halfway? I don't know. Do remember? That whole time was like that whole time was like kind of traumatizing for me in a way. I feel like, like that's a lot of pressure. Like, damn, I can't even get sick, you know? Yeah, it was not a good time in my life. <laughs> not to like bring us to a dark place or anything but like i i honestly like i was just young and rambunctious and yeah i didn't dude yeah Yeah. i I didn't know what to been there i didn't know what to do (laughs) so i was just like well i'm gonna gonna skip again and they're gonna expel me and you know well here's here's the brighter side i went to college i got on the dean's list i got a i got a diploma or you know i got a diploma so or uh, not a diploma but a degree a degree (laughs) thank you yeah so i mean uh it, it all ended up being fine, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I mean, aside from that, I was a very good kid, you know, like I just never, I never, yeah, I never fucked up until that. <laughs> Fair enough. So I, I got, got caught. Truancy, actually. Really? Have we mm-hmm. talked? I feel like we talked about this off the podcast, maybe. Potentially. I guess like the TLDR is I got a job when I was like freshly 18 and it paid more than like fussing tables and like regular bs you know like i worked at a bar you only have to be 18 to serve liquor and if you're willing to work really fucking late at night on weekends you know till 2 a.m last call you'll make a lot of money so that's what i did and the downside was i would work sunday nights and i missed every monday for like two months and they're like look if you miss another monday like we have to kick you out um, mm. so it's either that or you drop out. And I was like, well, I'm going to keep missing Mondays. So I guess I'll just drop out. So yeah, that's what I did. And then I, I went to like adult ed. I'm really surprised. They like, they were really strict on just that one day. Yeah. I mean, like they had talked to me, they're like, all right, you've been missing a lot of Mondays. Like what's going on? And I'm like, oh yeah, I got this job, blah, blah, blah. And then I missed like three more and they're like, all right, you're, you're pushing it. It's, mm. it's too far. 
Oh, you know what? I do remember also getting. Um, well, I guess there's a difference between getting suspended and detention, right? Yeah, I do. I do remember getting suspended or uh, I do remember getting actual detention after school detention for skipping before I got like before I went on that hot streak. Right. So like mm-hmm. I was like calling or not calling in, but just straight up skipping for like a couple times here and there. And they gave me uh, they gave me detention for that. And I was like, look, I can't go back to detention. I got to figure out something. So I like went to work. I was like, what could I do? What could I do? I was like, bing, like light bulb went off. Like, oh, I'll just use this service to act as my mom and I'll just call myself in. And there I went. So, I mean, who hasn't tried to like be their parents in school at some point? You know, like whether you like forged like a, uh, what do you call those? Like the little waivers when you go on field trips, like yeah. whatever those are. Yeah. yeah I, I totally did that. Absolutely. Because there were some field trips that my mother would definitely not approve of me going. Really? Like, oh yeah. Like Cedar Point. Are you kidding me? I don't know. I don't know. What is, what is that? Is that like uh, an amusement Cedar park? Cedar Point is, yeah, it's a huge roller coaster amusement park. And it's the only reason I joined band at one time. But you had to get like your parent to sign off that like it's cool that we have these guardians look after your kid while we're at a you know high speed roller coaster park. <laughs> and your mom was just not about that at all. No, so I told her we had a concert. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna she go didn't see, go to those. <laughs> we're gonna go see a nice Christian band, mom. And we're gonna yeah, sing well, kumbaya. <laughs> I mean, since I was in band, we did have concerts at like other schools, like competing and things like that. Yeah. So I just told her it was another one and it was kind of far and she didn't need to go. <laughs> Sit this one out, mom. I got this one. It happened you... like, you know, once a year for three years. I'll bring you a brochure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's too funny. Was there more than just that one that she like, that she didn't know about? Mm, probably. I mean, we had like this weekly agenda where like our parents had to sign off that they saw what our homework was that was assigned and that we completed it. And I wrote her name in every week for an entire year, because if you don't have them sign ever, you could just make up whatever signature you want. They don't fucking know. That's a good point. That's see, that's very (laughs) smart of you. You instead of having the copying her signature, I invented one. Yeah. You exploited the system. Good for you. (laughs) Fourth grade. (laughs) I do remember it was around like, fourth or fifth grade that we started the same thing like they Mm -hmm. had to like sign your little planner i think it was honestly it got bad i think it was yeah we were like we were being so bad that they had us do it every night our parents had to sign our planner and yeah there were definitely a couple times where like i would get there in the morning look at my planner be like shit i forgot to get my mom to sign this so i would like carefully forge her signature you know Mm -hmm. and sometimes get away with it sometimes not but you know i mean it was for the most part it was just like a simple like oh she forgot i forgot like you know yeah i mean sometimes you don't remember until like nine o'clock at night and your parents are asleep and you don't want to wake up and like piss them off you know just to sign a planner too busy watching power ranger reruns you know i can't i can't be bothered with this important shit yeah (laughs) eating cheerios (laughs) (laughs) nice hell yeah (laughs) one i had for you was what was your first cell phone Ooh, so i had the 
I'm going to look it up real quick, actually. The Nokia... Let's see what it was. It was it was the Nokia. Oh, it's right here. The sixty one ten is what it was. Do you remember? Do you remember those? They're Not like specifically, uh, but Nokia were like indestructible. Yes. Well, they were the first brand that I personally remember of like really being the at the forefront of cell phones. If I'm not mistaken, like they had the first like you remember the big bricks. Like mm-hmm. literally it looked like a like a home phone set, like a home phone charger, but it was a cellular phone. Like mm-hmm. I straight up remember like being at baseball practice and one of my my teammates, his dad had one and he was like sitting on the bleachers and he like sat down this brick next to him and he like pulls up this antenna. <laughs> He's like making a phone call. <laughs> right. And it's probably <laughs> staticky and horrible. Yeah, it costs like a dollar 99 a minute you know or whatever oh or whatever it was but yeah i had the nokia 6110 if you guys know what that is playing snake on there in fucking oh, black and white I'm pretty yeah i'm pretty sure the nokia like they, it had like a green backlighting yeah so like night mode and then yeah. everything was still in black yeah yep. i do remember that yeah yeah absolutely that was the snake og was the shit. hell yeah what was or no no, I'm sorry, guys. It was the 3310 is what I had. But I know people that had the 6110 around the same time. But okay. the 31 or the 33 was the more basic, basic bitch. You know, it was the it was the like, let me let me buy my son or daughter a cell phone. So they stop bothering me. <laughs> you know, that, that that's one's like, just like like a brick, right? Like oh, it had yeah. no buttons in the screen, no folding or anything. Nothing. Yeah, just a brick. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I remember those very well. One of my friends had one. By the time I got around to having a cell phone, though, they were fairly accessible. Like smartphones were just becoming a thing. It was like the same year that like iPod Touch came out because like oh. touchscreen phones were becoming a thing, and like the Motorola Razor was being phased out. You know. Dang. So like, how old were you at that time? Sixteen. Mm, okay. Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah. I bought a, a Virgin mobile phone from Target for $9.99. And then I oh, bought one of those yeah. cards that have minutes on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so bad. I used to blow through those things. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, like, those things are good for old people who, like, call, like, two people, you know, ever. Mm-hmm. They'll, they'll, like, yeah. they'll call their, like, their grandchild or their, like, immediate child. And that's it you know <laughs> yeah that because then you can have like a 15 dollar phone bill a month but for somebody who texts all the time um and you even get charged for incoming texts that's what i thought yeah. was bullshit so like even if i don't say anything if my friends just text me while i'm sleeping oh there goes my five dollars worth of credit sick i have to go to the gas station yeah no kidding i uh, i remember even do you remember like the old cell phone plans that had the free uh outgoing calls or or no i remember there was like a time frame like if you called after like 7 p.m or something then like calls were free no and i was mistaken it's free it's free incoming calls like let's say that like i wanted to talk to you for free like i would i would be like yo text me or i would text you and be like hey call me so that it would be a free call because it's free incoming Instead of mm-hmm. me just straight up being like, oh, I'm going to call Adrian, you know, 
Yeah, <laughs> like, I remember that because I'd be like, dude, call me at 710, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh my God. That was so weird. Like what a weird time that was. <laughs> right. You think young people who have cell phones are not staying up late? Like, I don't understand. Yeah. Well, I think they quickly realized like how much that really, I don't know. I just feel like, you know, with that, there, there like, there isn't, you know, a way to like, I guess justify the fact that like somebody calling at a different time of the day is going to be, unless like, I don't know, maybe there was like traffic, like in the network, maybe at, the, at those times, like they wanted didn't to, want to be busy all day long. Yeah, They don't want to try to maybe like have overloaded, you know, cell towers or stuff like that. But I'm pretty sure that was bullshit. Like they could have as many, like, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong used to charging for like data packets you know so when like unlimited data became a thing people lost their goddamn minds right but i feel like you could have had unlimited data the whole entire time that they you know when they introduced that technology right like oh probably but they didn't know that that like was needed you know well, either like, that oh. either that or they were just making money they were like we know that we can charge people like Dude, there were multiple you know. times I had like a $300 phone bill because I text too much that Hell month. So yeah. absolutely. The fact Hell that they yeah. like switched us over to unlimited, honestly, I'm thankful. <laughs> yes. Well, I guess also maybe the trend in like in texting and the trend in using your phone for more than, you know, just making phone calls, like making options for unlimited text and unlimited uh, data were just bound to happen anyway you know because people were getting fed up with the overages yeah i remember, remember pissing, pissing my parents off a couple times with oh with yeah that. yeah do you remember the phones that had like an additional feature like a walkie talkie and you could have like four programmed people and just be like you know hello are you there Ch yeah that was the next old chirp chirp let me chirp mm -hmm. you. <laughs> yep. I remember that. And I thought it was the most ridiculous shit. <laughs> it really was though. It really was. But I mean, I, I still think they like, they probably made a good buck off of it, you know, for a oh, while yeah. because like for the non tech savvy folk, you know, like that was, I don't want to do like a full phone call. Yeah. You know, or like you're on like a, I don't know, maybe you run like a construction company or a fleet of vehicles or whatever the hell it is. Like it was more convenient to just be like, hey, chirp me, you know, and then like, I don't know. But I love that question, though. That's a great question because I love reminiscing about uh, old Such technology. Era. Yes. <laughs> yes, definitely. Definitely. Actually, I should have asked you this earlier while we were on that topic, but uh, what was your first roller coaster experience like? Oh, man. So it was at Cedar Point because Michigan, like at the time, I think only had seven flags and they really have mediocre roller coasters in comparison. If you want to ride a roller coaster, you go to the big ones and you go to the fast ones. And huh. When we got there, like they had so many roller coasters that I was like, well, I don't want to go to like the newest one first because then everything else after that one is going to suck. Right. So I want to go to like the oldest one and then, you know, appreciate the improvement. Oh, no. The thing was, it was a wooden roller coaster. So yep. you got whiplash like a motherfucker. Like it, they had yeah. no like stabilization of any kind. It's basically like buckle in, hold on we're going we'll yeah. send it you know yeah and, and it's it like it's so like rickety bumpy. 
Yeah, yes. yeah, it's all rickety. It sounds like it's gonna fall apart at any time. Oh my god, dude! I thought I like saw my entire fourteen years before my eyes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, my my first roller coaster was very rough. I think it was called like Blue Lightning or something like that. Mm, is that like similar? Did you also did you say Seven Flags earlier? Did you mean Six Flags? Do they call Six it Flags? Oh my god, yeah. Okay, I was like, maybe Michigan has like a Seven Flags that I don't know about, but <laughs> um. No, yeah, Six Flags, you're right. Well, I don't know if they like replicate the coasters at Six Flags, but was that coaster anything like the Screaming Eagle at Six Flags? Does that ring a bell? Oh, I have been on that one. That one is also pretty brutal. Um, yeah, I don't, old wooden. Yeah, they're like on par with each other, but I couldn't tell you which one's worse. It's been so long. Okay, yeah, because I remember I rode the Ninja at Six Flags, and there's like a little backstory of me being like a big baby and not wanting to do it. And my dad, like year after year, we would go to, they would have like a deaf day at Six Flags and we'd, we'd go every year. And my dad would always try to convince me to go on a roller coaster. And like, I was a pretty fearless kid. Like I was into like aggressive sports and like paintball, you know, like the whole, like I okay. wasn't like, I wasn't a baby, but like for whatever reason, like just this roller coaster i could not it just it scared me i don't know they're scary dude there's nothing safe feeling about one yeah and and the ninja it like it does the loop-de-loop so like you're upside down and shit like it was a very intimidating roller coaster for somebody mm -hmm. that young and so basically what happens is my dad's friend john for whatever reason maybe he just caught me at the right time but he talked me into going on it and I'm going to tell you right now, I don't know why I waited because that was so damn fun. The adrenaline rush when you're like upside down was absolutely amazing. Mm -hmm. I could not stop going on that roller coaster. So that's awesome. I love roller coasters. It's been too long since I've been on. One. I know we got to go. Let's go. <laughs> I'm down, dude. Shut down the podcast. We're going. <laughs> got to get the fast pass, though. Fuck lines. Right, right, right. Well, I and I also remember riding the Screaming Eagle after riding the Ninja a ton of times and being like, what is this old, shitty, rickety wooden roller coaster? This thing sucks. You don't even go upside down. Like, whatever, you know? So, I don't know. I was never a huge fan of the Screaming Eagle, but I, I understand its charm, I guess, if you like to be on the edge of death. <laughs> yeah, there's one at cedar point that's called the dragster and it's not the newest one anymore but i think it's still the tallest and the fastest oh and it's basically shaped like an l oh and they pull you back and it's these huge like how do you describe it do you know like a crossbow like how you pull it back and each time you pull it back it like locks into place yes you do that but with a car full of people and then right. shoot them straight up this l and the l as you go up corkscrews so you're turning and then when you come down you go backwards and you go just as fast but down and backwards holy and shit so wild so wild like multiple times it was so tall they had to shut it down because the wind speed at the top of the roller coaster was too intense what yeah it's so fucking tall so that reminds me of i think it's the mr freeze right at six flags it's similar but it doesn't have the corkscrew and it's probably not as tall i mean it can't be as tall if it's not the fastest but 
I mean, I think that ride was intense, but I couldn't imagine throwing the corkscrew and the like added height into mm-hmm. that ride because that that's next level for sure. Did you like it though? Oh yeah, it was so great. I went twice in a row. Nice. Uh, <laughs> but going backwards was wild because like you have this like I don't know, like this U-shaped vest, you know, of hard plastic around you. Yeah. And you like lift forward against it as you're falling backwards and you're basically out of your seat and you're just holding on to this thing. Right. Locked in place and whatnot. But at the time you're like, oh my fucking God. Right. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, I guess for like adrenaline junkies, it is kind of cool to be like, am I going to die? Who knows? Well, I, again, I feel like that's like kind of the charm of the, of the wooden roller coasters. Um, I personally liked the style that the Batman has at Six Flags where it's you're you're in a seat, but your feet are dangling. Yeah, so there's no floor. You're just right. off, you have like this like plastic thing, like yeah, and then you legs. have like the U-shaped thing that goes over. Mm-hmm. So it's like a it's like a way more like you're almost like flying, you know, you're like flying sitting down is how I describe and that that ride to me is like the perfect balance of like smoothness uh like intensity like the way that you're seated in your seat is amazing like it's got the Mm -hmm. whole it's got the whole package you know whereas like the ninja is just like a regular like cart you know you're like sat down it's got the lap bar it's no it's like it you know once you ride the batman you look at the ninja and you're like meh meh child's play (laughs) do you prefer the lap bar or the seat belt it's like uh, older, older roller coasters only have that one thing. They don't have like the over the shoulder right. type stuff. I don't really care. I mean, I don't know. I've never really thought about that being like a preference. I guess I guess bar- it is for me because the bars only go down so far. Right. You know? So like if you're a smaller person, you really got to kind of like hang in there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Whereas like a seat belt, like you can adjust it to size. That's true. Yeah, I never thought about that because I guess it could go both ways. Like if you're a really big person, they got to like lock that thing in there, you know, mm-hmm. so you're uncomfortable or you're a really small person and you're like holding on for dear life. <laughs> oh, dude, there was once I like was on a roller coaster and the person next to me was bigger than me. Like I was, you know, like a super tiny, you know, in high school person and the person next to me was probably like twice my size and it locks down to the biggest person, you know? Right. Yeah. And I was just like, Oh my God. Like I was panicking the whole time. I, I was would like, be too. I was like, I'm sitting next to someone who has the same like thigh size as me next time. Yeah. <laughs> Can I see your thighs before we get on this? We just like sit next to each other and like, am I safe? <laughs> <laughs> That's wild. That's wild. Okay. So I think we have time for one more, just about one more. Okay, cool. Um, do you remember the first time that you stood up for yourself? Ooh. <sighs> I don't know if you got like picked on in school or if there was just like this one time thing where you're like, I, I'm fucking done. Like, I don't think I ever like had like it was that dramatic. Okay. You know, but I mean, I remember like I, I was I didn't know what talking shit was, but I was definitely talking shit on one of like the popular kids in middle school. Mm. And so they came over and like, basically like in a giant pack, you know, as the popular kids do. And it's just me and my friend. And we're like, we're pretty geeky. You know, we're like, we just want to play video games and hang out. 
Um, but like, I was also like still pretty much into sports. So, I mean, I wasn't tiny by any means, but my friend definitely was, but then I like, came up and like intimidated us and they were like, Hey, we heard you were talking shit on Pat or whoever the fuck it was. And I was just like, no, I wasn't doing that. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but then I, so like after, I don't know, maybe like two, three months or something. I think it was over the summer even maybe uh, we had like ran into them playing backyard football or whatever. And like the, the, the heat had died off by then, you know? So like, there wasn't like less you know, spicy. Yeah. It was definitely less spicy, but they were like, you want to play? I was like, yeah, I'll play. And like, I was just like trucking people over in this backyard football <laughs> game, like just to the point where like, they had to like double team me to like tackle me. Um, cause I was just a goddamn monster, I guess, or they were just, I don't know, not very aggressive middle schoolers. I don't know, but like they, I earned a lot of respect on that field, you know? And like, I actually ended up becoming friends with them, uh, after that. So it was like a whole weird thing of like, sort of me standing up for myself, I guess. I don't know. Like there was never like you, like you kind of did, like there was never like a dramatic time where I was just like, that's it. I can't do this anymore. Like slam my books down. <laughs> like there was never, there was never anything like that dramatic, but I just, I just wasn't that. I guess I wasn't picked on enough. Maybe. I don't know. But like, I definitely, yeah, I definitely like, wasn't, I don't know. I got, I wasn't, I wasn't ever yelly. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like I didn't I mean, want to confront anyone. That's fair. That's fair. Confrontation's scary, especially when you don't know how to be good at it. Like you're just yeah. like, oh god, this big ominous thing. I don't want to deal with it. Especially in middle school, when you're like, you're growing a lot, you know, and like you're getting, you're like on the verge of puberty. Like you're, mm -hmm. you're, you're really figuring things out. You know, you're like, you know, you're liking, you're liking people and stuff. You know, <laughs> like it's. <laughs> Dude, I feel like the mood swings in middle school are unparalleled because, like, the beginning of your day could be glorious, and like one weird look from one weird person at lunch, and you're like, my life is over. <laughs> yeah, how true is that though? Like, I remember being so self conscious in in middle school. Same. Like, I gotta dress this way. I gotta have this certain thing. Like, I gotta have this certain bike. I gotta have these certain rollerblades. Like, I gotta listen to this certain music. Yes. You know, like this whole, this whole thing. Yeah. It was God, middle school. I loved it and also hated it in a way. <laughs> it taught me a lot, but it was like trial by fire, you yes. know? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Definitely trial by fire. Did you ever, did you ever have like a book slamming moment? Um, so I was really bad about standing up for myself. I would just, I was a big pushover. I was like, I'll be whoever you want me to be as long as you don't hate me because mm. I just, I didn't want to deal with it, you know, but there was once where I, I played flag football for a couple of years because at the time they just didn't let females play contact sports. Oh. Um, yeah. So like there was no, like now there's like powder puff teams, you know, where like women can actually play football. Yeah. But I think even then it might have flags or it's touch. I don't know. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, I played flag football and my sister and my mom came to my game and somewhere around like the, it was probably like halftime. And I went over there. My sister was crying. I was like, Oh my God, what happened? 
And she was like, that girl on there, over there, like, picked on me. And I was like, well, what the fuck did she say? I'm going to go kick her ass. <laughs> and uh, my mom gave both of us, like, fairly gender neutral names. Yeah. So, like, my name's Adrian, which could be a guy or a girl. And then my sister's name is Donovan, which is typically um, male, but is also female with, like, certain spelling, just like my name. Mm-hmm. Um and this little girl told my sister that she has a boy's name. And when you're like seven years old, that hurts, you know? Absolutely. So there was like these first graders like being a dick. And um, this little girl, like I went and found her. And I was like, hey, did you say something mean to my sister? And I'm like one foot taller than her. You know, like I'm not that big. Yeah. Um, she was like, yeah, you guys have boy names. You know, just like being a little <laughs> shit. So I pushed her straight down into a mud puddle and then she cried. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then like her mom got mad at my mom. And then later my mom said that was fine. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> She's like, yeah, that little girl was a shit. Like <laughs> her mom sucked too. <laughs> right. Should have pushed her into a mud puddle as well. <laughs> oh my God. It would have been a brawl. Oh man. I feel like I feel like that's a good little story to uh to wrap it up tonight. <laughs> I think so too. Well, um, as you guys heard at the beginning of this podcast, we're at episode 50. Yeah. We're so fucking close to a year. It's and insane. We, we want to do something a little bit different to celebrate. So every episode at the end, we ask you to consider supporting us on Patreon. And it's only a dollar, guys. It really is. You can, you know, pledge more if you want to, but it's just a dollar. And for this month, um, for our 52nd episode, we're going to reach out to all the patrons that are currently supporting us and give you guys some like one year little celebration merch. You're going to get like a cute little card signed by us and some stickers that you will only be able to get this one time. And we would really support or we'd really appreciate if you guys supported this like one year mile marker with us. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. If you guys don't know, like we we did have different tiers of of Patreon uh, subscriptions but yeah like adrian said we have the one dollar now so i mean literally a buck could get you some really sweet stuff and uh it would it would mean a whole heap to us um yeah so stay tuned for a cool episode yes um anyways my regular spiel thank you guys so much for listening we do put out episodes every single wednesday you can find us on youtube and spotify consider supporting us on patreon we would greatly appreciate it and we will see you guys next time thank you so much thank you guys bye, bye.